Hi, I'm Sandra. And I'm Holly, her daughter. And you're listening to a new episode of our podcast, Living a Hell Yes. Hell yes. Hello, mum. Hello, gorgeous one. How are you today? I'm okay, thank you. We're still in this storm so it's a bit gloomy and stormy outside um but apart from that i'm all good thank you how are you that could be atmospheric um (laughs) i always think of king lear you know with the storm and everything sorry um shakespeare king lear yeah yeah you know i I did king lear yeah but well some people (laughs) might not um i did it as a level so it's always there well not always there in my head but anyway moving on shakespeare is gloomy and isn't it anyway any shakespeare really is pretty gloomy Obviously, you had a lot no to offense, say. Shakespeare. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, no, I'm very well, thank you. Yes, I'm very well. So, um, yes, all is good. I've got lovely tulips behind me. Um, so, yes, I just think I know we're in a little bit of a storm, but spring is in the air. I did buy some tulips and daffodils this morning, and I just think, oh, you know what? Spring is on its way, and it put Ooh. a bit of a spring in my step. Pardon love the that whole yeah you. was that a little pun yeah it love it indeed. <laughs> yeah, so right. what are we talking about today darling yes today i thought we could talk about conflict oh <gasps> da, da, da. yeah um yeah i think that it's something that everyone can relate to everyone has conflict at some point or has had um ideally it's not a not an everyday thing but i think everyone has it at some point whether that's personal conflicts or professional conflicts or you know whatever it is um and yeah recently i've been having a bit of conflict in my life um and i think that it just yeah popped into my head that actually you'd be a really good person to to talk to about it and then actually um not the specific conflict but conflict in general um and that people might benefit from hearing it on the podcast so yeah, I thought we could discuss that today. What do you think? Um, yeah, it's, I think it's a great idea. Do you know, for me, it's so interesting, and I know you know I do a lot with energy, but the word conflict, it's such a um, resistant word. You know, such a it. I, I don't like the word conflict. I, I don't know what other word, but I get what you're saying. But yeah, it's, it's quite strong. It's, it's quite a strong word. word. Yeah, yeah. And, I guess. And I think, sorry, I was going to say. I think that sets even just the energy of the word sets if people are thinking oh i'm i'm in conflict or i'm having a conflict i think even just the energy of the words even builds builds momentum on it even more actually. i would i would say as well though to put a positive spin on it i think you can learn a lot from conflict and i think you can learn a lot about yourself and other people positively you know not not just negatively um and conflict for me is it doesn't have to be as strong as that word, but it can just be, you know, disagreements or friction yes. or yes. that that kind of thing is is how I yes. view it. Um, and obviously, yes. you know, we don't just go through life agreeing with everything that everyone says around us. So it's naturally going to happen that there are disagreements and things like that. But I think sometimes it's easy to cope with and then other times it feels quite tricky. Um, so I, I think, yeah, I think it's something, something worth discussing. Yeah, definitely. So... How do you feel about, I'm going to use the word disagreements and friction (laughs) rather than conflict. Um, So how do you feel when that kind of kicks off in your life? Because as you say, yeah, you know, we're we're individuals and we're not, man, we, you know, we really perceive things in very, very unique ways. So even if we manage to get some form of agreement, it's never going to be the full agreement. So how do, and that's if we're very lucky. So how do you, um, how do you feel? Because 
I think the important thing here, and this is if you're saying that, you know, you were interested in speaking to me about it to see what my perception would be. And if I could help or whatever on that particular on this particular topic or subject, it's never about the disagreement, is it? It's about the way we respond to the disagreement that because think about it, it's not the disagreement itself. We can use that as the trigger to how we then feel, but it's our feeling that keeps us in that place of not feeling good. So it's how we, how we respond that I think is key to disagreement or friction, whatever you want to call it, whether that's in the workplace or whether that's with friends, family, whatever, whatever. Yeah, no, I would totally agree with that. And I think personally, I'm not afraid of conflict. So I'm not afraid to have a confrontation or to have a, you know, disagreement or, you know, to have a chat. I don't shy away from that because I think actually, in my opinion, if you don't have that conversation, it just builds and builds. Um, And, you know, I think it's, I don't think that shoving something under the carpet or rug helps, you know, long-term. And I'm all about kind of sharing how you're feeling and obviously trying to do it in a nice way. Um, but not just come out all guns blazing. But I think that actually I find conflict quite difficult in the sense that I can have the conflict, but while it's going on, if I feel there's an undercurrent of, you know, kind of unease or difficulty with someone or something, um, that can take over quite a bit, as in it's quite hard for me to not think about it. So you're actually probably a really good example of this. Like, for example, and I think it's the, the as in, I'll explain. <laughs> I think the stronger yeah. my relationships are, the more the conflict affects me. And I'm sure that's the mm-hmm. same for a lot of people. So oh, for sure. example, yeah. work conflict affects me quite a lot because if you are seeing that person or talking to that person regularly, then obviously it's, you know, it's more in your face and it's tricky to deal with if there is any conflict there. Same thing with us. If we're ever, and it's rare, but if we've rare. ever had an argument or, you know, we're just not on the same page, sometimes we're just kind of out of sync if we've got our own stuff going on. And if I don't feel that we've got that closeness that we usually have, um, then I'm aware of that. Do you know what I mean? It's quite difficult because we are so close to just push that aside and be like, oh, it's fine. It's fine that me and mum aren't 100% right now, just, you know, whatever. Um, So I think it is a case of the closer I am to someone, the more difficult I find the conflict in the sense of the the underlying undercurrent unease um, rather than the actual conversation. I don't mind that bit. It's just if it's not nipped in the bud, (laughs) I'm then kind of left there a little bit anxious, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, okay, there's a couple of things there. One, um, when you're feeling a a strong emotion like anxiety, um, that really means there's a lot of momentum going. A lot of momentum is being built, um, you know, within your response. In other words, whether that's your consistent thoughts around the thing, um, you know, mulling it over, reflecting or whatever, you're building momentum. Okay. So as you say, if you could just let it go, that's what you just said. Like, you know, oh, mum and I just aren't on the same page right now. If I could let that go, then of course you wouldn't feel that same anxiety, which takes me to the second point, which was one of the first things you said um, within that little bit you just said. And the way you said it in relation to conflict is the word you used. Um, The way you said it in relation to that was as if the conflict makes you feel that way. Um, and I've seen this coming. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah, you should have with me. And um, and then there's um, no disassociation from it at all then. It's like one and the same, you know. It's it's the fault of the conflict. It's the blame. It's the, um, I'll feel better if that hadn't have happened. And as I say, nothing makes us feel anything. We choose to respond in a certain way. Now, of course, don't get me wrong, that's not easy for a lot of people because we've got a habit of response going on to certain things. We know that. You know, we've developed it over our lifetime, however long or short that is so far, but we've developed it through habits. Nevertheless, we can change habits because it's not enough, really, if you really want to live a hell yes and, and you want to respond in a way that serves you better, it's not enough just to acknowledge, oh, yeah, actually, that is a habitual response. I'm just blaming the conflict. It's about deciding, no, actually, I'm allowing that to, I'm responding to, I'm allowing that conflict to make me respond, but I'm allowing it. It's not making me respond. I'm allowing it to um, instigate a response in me that doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good to me. It doesn't feel good to the situation because remember you're building momentum then on that situation. You certainly can't come to a solution when you're focused on the conflict. Uh, That's the law of polarity. You're just not going to do that. So all the time that you're allowing the conflict to be the point of blame, and not take responsibility for the way we respond to it and then make the change. It's a bugger because you're stuck in it. That's helpful, but rather annoying. (laughs) Of course it is. It's irritating. But no, it's irritating. Yeah, I think you're you're spot on, um, definitely. And I think there's also an element, if I'm being very honest, um, there's also an element of stubbornness perhaps as well. And I think that I'm definitely less stubborn as I get older. I think I was very stubborn when I was younger, um, late teens, early twenties. No, Holly. No. Um, But but yeah, and I think there's an element of that. And I'm much quicker to let go of that stubbornness because I know it doesn't Mm. serve me and it doesn't serve the other person. But um, at the same time, it is a kind of you know, the ego kicks in and you're like, well, I was in the right anyway, or I'm in the right. So, you know, I don't, and I know this, I know what you're going to say, there's no right or wrong and that kind of thing, but that in the moment, that is the, where I go to in the sense of, well, if I think I'm in the right, or I think say, for example, I'm defending someone else, then, you know, I'm not going to let go of these negative feelings because, I'm right to have them. Do you get what I mean? And it's kind of a vicious cycle because then in not letting go of them, I'm not serving myself, you know, and I'm not actually helping the situation or myself. And I know that with hindsight, you know what I mean? And when you're not kind of in the heat of the moment, but at that moment, I think uh, hopefully other people can relate to this. Well, not hopefully, hopefully you're just really Zen um, like mum, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) but it is, yeah, it is sometimes tricky. And I think, I think that's something that, that links to the conflict as well. It's not just taking responsibility and not blaming others or blaming the conflict. It's actually owning up to the, to your stubbornness and, and the ego's part to play as well. Absolutely. I completely agree. But something you said again was the ego kicks in. No, you allow it to kick in. 
Yeah. The ego doesn't oh, just, gosh. I know, irritating. <laughs> Again. But yeah. But the reason I'm saying this is because, God, it empowers you, you know, yeah. no, you, then right. can, you then can make a choice Do you. And I get it. And you really do have that split second to choose whether or not you're going to go down that ego, right, I'm right um, mode. So that's the first thing. The second thing, though, is or seriously, always ask yourself the question. And I know, well, I don't know, for me, it's always really helped me is, do you want to be right? Or do you want to be happy? I'm not kidding, because nobody is ever going to agree with you fully anyway, because we're all unique. So you're you're only going to be right to you, which whoopity whoop, I'm not being funny, but people normally want to be right to convince others, to be honest. And you're not going to fully convince others because we're all unique. So you then got to ask yourself, is it worth feeling the angst of wanting to be right? Because let's be honest, when we want to be right, we don't feel great about it. We're self-righteous maybe, which fires us up for a little bit, but doesn't fire us up for long. And then we can get to that feeling maybe of anxiety or worry or fear or whatever. I've gone too far or whatever, whatever, whatever. I don't know what it is. But do you want to feel that angst? I I don't want to feel it. I think there's enough going on around the world anyway. There's enough going on in my life anyway that I don't want to add to it by, by wanting to let me convince you that I'm right. And then whether they do or whether they don't, I'm still left with the feeling of angst. I don't want that. Uh, it's not important enough to me to to compromise feeling happy. Totally. So that's that is really helpful. Thank you, Mum. Oh, good, <laughs> um, good. But no, but genuinely, and, it, and it's stuff that I do know as well because we've had lots of these conversations before, and I am. I like to think I'm a bit, you know, self aware, but you know, as I said, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a, a practice, it's a habit, a habit. You've got to practice. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You've got to build it. So for you, um, oh, no. don't put me on the spot. Well, I've just been on the spot for the past, you know, 10 minutes or so. So let's just flip it. Um, so for you though, if you know, there's a difficult conversation, you know, so I'm not going to use the word conflict, but there's something tricky coming up with someone or, you know, there's something that, and that could be a professional personal setting, a friend, a family member, whatever it is, how, how do you approach that so that you kind of don't have that anxiety about it or you do it in a way that's really kind of positive? Like I have a few things that I do. So for example, um, when I come from love, I feel like even when I'm being really honest, it never is received with what I'm fearing it will be. Do you get what I mean? So as long as I know that I'm coming, yeah, if I'm coming from like a positive mindset and I'm saying something that may be difficult or tricky to say, but I'm not saying it from a way of trying to upset or hurt someone. It's always met with a lot more kind of understanding and acceptance than I was worried it it wouldn't be. Do you know what I mean? So that's something that I do definitely is trying to think before I have the conversation as well, not just rush into it because I feel like if you're unprepared and it's a difficult conversation, those two just don't go well together. And I think also it's really respectful towards the person to to give that time just to think about you know what are the things that you want to convey and and how is the best way to do that so there are things that help me but you with your wealth of um experience in life because you're just a bit older than me um just a bit uh, (laughs) uh what would you kind of what are your tips i guess around this 
Okay. When you say wealth of experience and that, I always feel under pressure that I've got to come up with something like magical. <laughs> no, just you as um, my mum. <laughs> oh, um, but it's interesting actually, because I literally had a coaching call this morning around that. About I feel this morning. always happens. We always I know, to seek with your coaching know, calls accidentally. I know. And I know for a fact that she will know when she listens to this, who she is. So um, shout she, out to her. She, <laughs> yeah. Let's not name, but, but no, shout yeah, out. Um, but, um, so, so that, that's why I've got a bit of a smile on my face. Um, the one thing I would absolutely not do, and I know you're asking me what I would do, but most human beings will only listen to the negative of what we don't do. So let me say that first. Um, what I don't do is genuinely, uh, ever have a conversation, um, with people or anything if I'm in a place of resistance, right? So if I'm, I don't know, upset, angry, stressed, whatever, 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 um, I just know energetically you're going to get more of that coming back at you, a bit like you just said. So as much as you might want to do it and you feel like you're justified or you feel like, no, this is the only time I've got, I'm going to do it because I've only, it's the only time. Don't do it. Don't do it. And it doesn't really matter if the person that you're speaking to um, doesn't understand it with all what you're saying, if you're coming from a place of love, really doesn't matter about them. It's about you and where you're coming from. Remember, vibration attracts vibration and you are not going to buck that current, whatever you do. So that's the one thing I wouldn't do. I would not get on any convo with anybody unless I was in a better feeling place. So then what would I do? If I knew I was going to have a difficult conversation, I would absolutely get into, I would connect, uh, you know, I'd get into a place of feeling better feel, for people that don't connect, but to their higher self or whatever, but I would be feeling easier. And then what I would be doing, and so many people don't do this, and I really wish they would, because it would be one of the easiest things to do. Have an intention before you get on any call or any conversation as to how you would like it to work out. And people that even know energy work or manifest or all that, in a busy life, they forget about intention. And intention is what starts the whole process of you receiving what it is you want to receive. So firstly, come from a state of love, ease, whatever you can for you. You might not be able to come from love, but come from ease. Don't carry the energy of the conversation with you. Just get into an easier place. Focus on anything else at all. Focus on your dog. Focus on distract, how good distract, it is. Distract, distract. Yeah, distract. Or, you know, when you're thinking about Ralph Hole, for instance, you've, well, mainly, you feel full of love <laughs> for Ralph. Do you know what I mean? So get into a place. Of the time. Not, there you go. <laughs> so feel into a place that feels good for you. Mm-hmm doesn't probably not about the conversation that won't help you feel good. So anything else at all that feels good, get into that place and then intend, how do you want the outcome? And yeah, you're not here to control outcomes, but you're here to influence through how you're feeling and what you would like. So if it was me, I'd be saying the perfect outcome for all involved, then I'm not manipulating and I'm not controlling. Practical is I would not get on any phone call. I wouldn't speak to anybody until I was in a good place. That is it. That's the one practical tip. 
But a lot of people won't do that, you know, because we're short of time um, or this is the space I'm in right now. Uh, if I don't do it now, I won't be able to do it. And they override all of that. But that's not helpful. It's really, really not helpful to you to get what you want because of you're just not going to change the fact that vibration attracts vibration. So it's up to you to be in the best place possible. The other practical thing that I was going to say as well, um, I guess, especially for those maybe that have a harder time with the whole, you know, kind of vibration and energy and, and that stuff, because that's, you know, that's not everyone's bag is practical things like, for example, having a call earlier in the day. So if there's a call that you're dreading, yeah, definitely try and get in a good headspace before if you can, but also just knock it out the park early on. Don't, don't put it at five because you think, oh, I'll put it off and you know, that's fine. Cause I guarantee you it, you won't feel great that that day really until five. Do you know what I mean? For me personally, I'm dreading until five, the call. Whereas if I do it first thing, then I'm just like, oh, great. I got that done. It never goes as badly as I yeah. think it's going to go. And then I've got the rest of the day to enjoy. So I think little things like that, just being aware and um, kind of not manipulating, but creating the perfect situation for the best outcome. There are things that you can do. So, you know, for example, if it's something that you think needs to be said face-to-face, -face, make sure you do see that person face-to-face -face, or you do Zoom where you can actually see their facial expressions. You know, don't necessarily just do a phone call because it's easier or, you know, because you don't have time, make the time to make it the best environment possible for the, you know, the conflict to be resolved or have a really great outcome. I think stuff like that has, has definitely helped me, but but I think, yeah, I need to try the other stuff more so that I, I have a, a kind of, I don't let it, um, I don't let it kind of overtake my emotions when the conflict isn't going on. I think for me, it's that, it's the kind of lingering worry or fear around it that, that holds me back. Yeah. And I just want to say in relation to that, like having calls earlier and all of that, never ever also communicate something incredibly important via message because messages, you know, let's be honest, communication through messages can be so misread and misunderstood that just adds to, that could just add to that conflict, if you want to call it that. But, you know, but... Um, I just add something to that. I think that's a really good point because it's not also, it's not just the person writing the message um, might write it in a way that isn't super clear the person reading obviously may misinterpret it, but also the person reading it, I sometimes read my messages in a bit of a rush. You know, I know this bugs you mum completely because you'll say something on a message and then I'll ask you about it again later. You're like, well, why didn't you read my message or voice notes? Mum loves me. to send voice notes. Um, and I'm not a fan of, of long voice notes. Um, but that is because normally when I'm on my phone, I am in a rush. I'm doing it in between something else. So yeah, I totally agree with that because I think if it's a message, you can't guarantee it's going to be given the time or attention that it needs. Yeah. And the, one, seriously, that is one of the reason, reasons why I leave voice notes. One, because if I'm walking, I don't want to be typing, but really mainly it's because if I'm voicing, even if it's just a 20 second message, it's clear what I'm saying. It can't yeah. be misheard, read, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. So I think that. So that's why I, I'm. I am a fan of just leaving quick voice notes. But I just. I just think that's important. But I. I, I know even if you're not into energy, and and that's cool. Intending how you want the outcome to be is so important. You know, energy does trump everything, and if you set it up energetically by intention. 
you can kind of then intend it, visualize it, whatever you do. I'm sure a lot of people visualize nowadays, visualize it. Then you can let go of the fear and anxiety around it. And then you will automatically feel better anyway, before you even have the call. So then it's going to turn out better than what you think or the face-to-face meeting or whatever. That and definitely the, do I want to be right or do I want to be happy? Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. I think my final point on this would be um, also knowing what which conflict's worth it. You know, like the kind of the whole thing of picking your battles. Like I, I think there's a lot of like wisdom in that. I really agree with that because I think in the moment, everything feels worth it. You know, if something's annoyed you, something's, you know, kind of pissed you off then well I definitely want to you know I need to put that right I need to let that person know how I feel and whatever it may be but actually a lot of 80% you know of the stuff that annoys me isn't worth you know bringing up or you know isn't worth having a big conversation about and that's that's okay I think there's it's really useful to know what is worth it and not because like you said about energy you don't want to waste your energy on stuff that doesn't need it you know if you can get over it or move past it without a conversation that's a real strength like that's a real positive definitely try and do that don't just have the conversation for the sake of it is what i would say so i think picking your battles as well when it comes to these kind of you know disagreements conflicts whatever you want to call them will will really help you out as well Definitely. And and to that point, just question yourself, you know, is it the is it really the situation or is it the way you're responding through habit? Really, just question yourself on that. Is that situation actually incredibly important, which sometimes it will be, definitely. Uh, you know, compromising your own well-being for something is incredibly important. Um, but if it isn't an important thing, then just check in with yourself. Is it actually your response that that's habitual probably, but is it actually your response that's making it feel so important? And if it is just that, then maybe step back and observe rather than be the participant of it. Because when you're in it, oh man, you're in it and you're going to let that grow. So just if you can, give yourself some breathing space, step back and then decide, choose. Yeah, Do I definitely. want to be happy here? Yeah, like not every situation requires your, like even deserves your energy or attention. Do you know what I mean? It's, I think it's a deserving thing. Not every situation deserves that. So don't give it just for the sake of it. You know, don't give it because that's what you've always done. So yeah, this has been very is- helpful. Oh, I'm so pleased. But plus also, and you know, people could think of this as a cliche, but it's incredibly important that we remember this. We genuinely are here for a blip of time. So really, I mean, is it worth it to stay in a habitual response of conflict with something just because? Maybe question that as well. Seriously, we're here for a short amount of time. Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much, Mum. This is no. Been I great. thank you. <laughs> I thank you, Holly. Thank lovely you. to see your and face. Lovely to see your <laughs> face. Um, I don't know. You did swear on this podcast. I don't know if that's allowed. Oh, it's um, just the p word. I think that's fine. Oh but I am sorry me. to anyone if they if they were offended. I will I will make sure not to do that again. Sorry, Mum. My bad. <laughs> I know. Yeah, you're bad. <laughs> Okay. Don't worry. We're not, we want you to be happy. It's not about me being right. 
I just got told off. Wow. Um, I think that's the first on the podcast. Um, thank you so much um, to anyone that's still listening. We really appreciate you tuning in. And we really hope that if this is something that you're dealing with at the moment, that it was helpful um, and, and offered you some, some tips and guidance. As always, there's links in the description as to where else you can find us. Mum has an Instagram at Sandra Stocks Coach. I also have a photography Instagram and I have a newsletter where I share some of my weekly recommendations. So you can get a lot more content from us there. But we hope you have a wonderful week. Living a hell yes. Bye-bye.